What is up, guys? It's me again, your host Jalen, here from the podcast of Love and Basketball, the great NBA debates, the number one podcast in the world. We got a juicy one today, guys. This NBA season is hyping up to be one of the best seasons of all time. There's so many storylines going on, so many big injuries happening, and so many new stars emerging. What can I say? This is the NBA for you, the National Basketball Association, arguably the best professional sport to watch. We're only about 20 games into this gruesome 82 game long season, so about a fourth of the way done. And it's already amazing. With that being said, let's just hop into these distinctive questions for the day. All right, first question is, point guard Isaiah Thomas for the Cleveland Cavaliers is returning very soon from his hip injury, earlier than expected, actually. Do you think this will make the Cavs better or worse? Honestly, I think this isn't a good thing for the Cavs right now. The Cavs had a very rocky start to this season, starting this year with a losing record, 6-7. and seven, They just looked out of orchestra. They couldn't find their team chemistry at all. With the huge roster change over the year, Kyrie Irving leaving, and so many new players on their roster, the problem was they didn't really have a point guard at all. As previously stated in my last podcast, Derrick Rose hasn't been really playing good at all. And then Jose Calderon, their starting point guard, he's very mediocre. Now they're on a big 12-game winning streak. They found what they needed to do to win. LeBron had to take over and feel the void at the point guard. With Isaiah coming back, I feel like it'll mess up the whole smooth program that they got going on right now. Isaiah Thomas, he'll have to take over as a starting point guard. And Isaiah Thomas, he's a great point guard. Don't get me wrong. But he hasn't played in an actual game since last year's playoff due to his injury. I know that he's been practicing with the team and all, but that's like practice. Not, it's not actually a game, so he won't get the feel of a game. I feel like he'll just make the team get out of sync and like, why break something that's already fixed? However, I do feel like it's better for him to return sooner than later. Because if the team's chemistry is messed up when he does come back, then there should be a lot of time from now into the playoffs that they can fix it and build the team up with Isaiah Thomas as the point guard and actually make their team better with him as the point guard. All right, next question. The Los Angeles Clippers just lost Patrick Beverly for the season due to surgery on his meniscus in his right knee, and they also lost Blake Griffin for two months due to him spraining his MCL. How will this affect the Clippers? The Clippers should start to really get worried right now. They just lost two starters, two great starters at that. They're not just average players. Well, Patrick Beverly kind of is. But Blake Griffin, he's the man out there in L.A. The Clippers traded for Patrick Beverly over this summer, trading their star point guard Chris Paul to the Houston Rockets for Beverly and Lou Williams. Right now, I know they wish they didn't do that trade. Last year, they had a great season, but they felt like Chris Paul was getting old and he couldn't bring them a championship. Last year, they finished the season 51-31. and 31. Now, they're currently 8-14 and 14 with the losing record, and they're currently 10th in the West, which is out of the playoff picture. Now, without two stars, I predict that they'll do worse and drop even lower in the standings. I know it's really early in the season, but with how strong the Western Conference is, I don't see them making the playoffs at all this year. So, they probably should chalk this season up as a loss and start looking towards next season. Get a super early start and maybe they'll beat out their competition next year. Alright, next question. 
there's been lots of trade rumors currently going on throughout the NBA right now. One of the biggest ones gaining a lot of attention is center DeAndre Jordan of the Los Angeles Clippers and center Tristan Thompson of the Cleveland Cavaliers possibly getting traded. What do you think about this? To be honest, I really don't see this happening unless the Clippers are just done with DeAndre Jordan. Everyone knows DeAndre Jordan is a better center than Tristan Thompson by a long slide. However, DeAndre Jordan does have one more year left under his contract, then he can sign with a whole new team if he wants. If he shows interest in doing so, it would be smart for the Clippers to get rid of him right now and gain a somewhat good center rather than losing him for nothing. If this trade does happen, then I feel like the Cavaliers obviously won the trade. Then they would have a superb defender at the five, and the Cavaliers struggle with their big man issues right now. This will send Kevin Love back to the four where he's best at and make the Cavaliers an all-around great team rather than just an offensive great team. Now, the Clippers will lose a huge piece of their team. They will most likely get worse, and they're already bad right now. This is still better than completely losing DeAndre Jordan for nothing and having to find a center that's worse than Tristan Thompson. I feel like this trade would definitely make the Clippers into rebuilding mode right now, and they would at least have a decent center to rebuild their team with. But who knows? Tristan Thompson could become a superstar. This would be his first time playing without LeBron James in three years. We see how Kyrie Irving is playing right now without LeBron James. He's a monster right now, killing the entire league. So maybe the Clippers are hoping Tristan Thompson could play similar to Kyrie's excellence. All right, next question. We're about 20 games into this season, and rookie Lonzo Ball is not playing so good. So many people predicted him to be a superstar early this season. Predictions of him winning Rookie of the Year easily out there on the Los Angeles Lakers. Predictions of him making the Lakers good again since he was a stellar point guard out there for UCLA. Do you think Lonzo Ball is a bust? Without hesitations, yes. We're talking about Lonzo Ball, son of arrogant dad LeVar Ball. He's a rookie and has his own shoe deal, like the whole big baller brand nonsense, $500 for a pair of ugly shoes. Like, you can miss me with all that. I feel like LeVar Ball hyping up his son so much, saying he's going to be the next MVP, easily rookie of the year, better than Stephen Curry already, going to bring the Lakers to numerous championships. All that brought way too much attention to Lonzo, who again is only a rookie. All of us expected him to be really good because of that, but that's not the main reason, though. Like, we saw him play for UCLA, and he was great there. So we expected him to be good. But his cocky dad made us think way higher of him. Like, before this season, I predicted Lonzo would win Rookie of the Year. But now, I don't think so at all. Like, he's only averaging eight points a game, and he's a starter. Like, that's not good. His shooting also is terrible. Field goal percentage is 31%, and his free throw percentage is 50%. Like, how are you a point guard averaging 50% from the free throw line? Like, that's horrible. A lot of centers out there are even shooting better than him from the line. Now, he's averaging seven assists per game, which is good, and he has five double-doubles and two triple-doubles. Also, another good stat. But those were like some good games. He's not consistent at all. He's very inconsistent. One game, he may put up 15 points. In the next game, he may only score two. Two points in the NBA as a starter. Like, come on now. He's definitely a bust in my books. I thought he should have been like the number one pick. But I'm glad the Boston Celtics or the Philadelphia 76ers didn't waste their pick on him. And I know D'Angelo Russell right now for the Brooklyn Nets is enjoying this. He played for the Lakers last year, but he got traded to the Nets because the Lakers decided to draft Lonzo Ball, which I know they regret right now. Lonzo Ball basically took D'Angelo Russell's starting spot. 
However, D'Angelo Russell right now, he's balling like there's ice in his veins. He may win most improved player this year. His numbers are insane, or not insane, but they're really good out there on the Nets. He's averaging 20 points per game. Now, the Nets still suck because it's the Nets. Like, I don't know when they'll be good. But at least they're being better than the Lakers, who are trash right now. So D'Angelo Russell, he gets the last laugh, while the Lakers are most likely regretting their decision. Lonzo probably won't make the all-rookie team, or yet along make the rookie versus sophomore game this all-star season, which is sad. I know LaVar isn't happy, but he still maintains the say Lonzo ball. It's better than some of the greats. That's pretty delusional in my books, if you ask me. Alright guys, it's about that time for the debate. All right, today's debate question is a controversial question that I've been hearing a lot recently. My opinion, again, may be going against the norm, but that's why we're here to debate it. The question is, should Bill Russell, the center of the Boston Celtics, should he be included in the top five centers of all time? Well, you probably know what I'm gonna say now, and the answer is no. I honestly don't think so. I know a lot of y'all probably like, oh, you're just flat out wrong. Bill Russell, he's the best, probably even the best player to ever play the game. Better than Michael Jordan. He has 11 rings. No other center has six. Jalen, you don't know anything about basketball. Wait. Just let me explain myself. All right, I'm going to name five centers better than Bill Russell. And number one, I got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He played for the Milwaukee Bucks and the Los Angeles Lakers. He currently holds the record for the most points in the career with 38,387 points. That's a lot of points. Guess what rank Bill Russell is in? Number 148 of all time with only 14,522 points in a career. There's players in the league right now who have more career points than him. Centers, point guards, shooting guards, small forwards, power forwards. A lot of positions in the league currently they have more points than Bill Russell. Also, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he has six MVPs, one more than Bill Russell. Kareem also has more MVPs than anyone ever to play the game, more points than anyone to ever play the game, and also more win shares than anyone to play the green. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is clearly one of a kind, and no center compares to him at all. There may never be a center to do what he did. At number two, I have Wilt Chamberlain, Wilt the Stilt, another phenomenal center. He played for the San Francisco Warriors and the Philadelphia 76ers and also the Los Angeles Lakers. His numbers too were insane. He's the only player in NBA history to score 100 points in a single NBA game. He averaged 30.1 points per game while Bill Russell only averaged 15.1. That's nearly double the amount of Bill Russell. And then he also averaged a tad bit more rebounds than Bill Russell with 22.9 rebounds per game while Bill Russell only averaged 22.5. Yeah, I know it's only a .4 difference. They both are insane numbers. But that's just another fact showing that Wilt Chamberlain's stats outnumbered Bill Russell's. Will Chamberlain was the man back then. They both played in the same era. People even compare Will Chamberlain to a real-life Superman. That's how unstoppable he was, easily scoring on defenders. No one could stop Will while he was on the floor. At number three, I have Shaq attack, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq played for so many teams, the Orlando Magic, Los Angeles Lakers, Miami Heat, Phoenix Suns, Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Boston Celtics. Throughout his career, he won 
four NBA championships that had three finals MVPs. He was a monster, a super defender, and even better on offense. Players were afraid of Shaq because he was so huge. He averaged a double-double with 23.7 points per game and 10.9 rebounds per game. Shaq probably, no, not even probably, Shaq is the best center of this generation. No center has even been close to Shaq's dominance since he was in the league. At number four, I got Hakeem Olajuwon, the dream. Hakeem played for the Rockets and the Toronto Raptors. He was a seven-foot center who played like a guard. His footwork and agility was amazing. On the offense, he could easily cross a player and get past him for an insane dunk. Being seven feet tall, he easily got off the ground. He won two NBA championships back-to-back, and two Defensive Player of the Year's award. He also finished his career with 21.1 points per game, again higher than Bill Russell, who had 15.1. Lastly, at number five, the last player who I have above Bill Russell is Big Mo, Moses Malone, the chairman of boards. Moses Malone, too, played for so many teams. I really don't want to name them all, but I guess I have to. He played for the Utah Stars, the Spirit of St. Louis, the Buffalo Braves, the Houston Rockets, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Washington Bullets, the Atlanta Hawks, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the San Antonio Spurs. Yes, I know, that was a mouthful. He played for so many teams. Sadly, Malone, he only won one championship, but he still was an incredible player. Getting rebounds was too easy to him. He could easily jump over the defender's back to get it. He averaged 12.3 rebounds for his career and 20.3 points per game. Malone was relentless, winning three seasons MVPs. Now, I got Bill Russell at number six. I have him under those five other centers of all time. Yes, Bill Russell, he won 11 NBA championships, but any one of those players, if they played in Bill Russell's era, could have did the same thing, well, except for Will Chamberlain, because Will Chamberlain played in the same era. Anyways, Bill Russell, he played back in the 50s and 60s when the NBA was nowhere near as competitive as it is today. Bill Russell said it himself. If he played in today's league, he wouldn't be as good. He wouldn't have as many rings, he said. Bill Russell's stat sheet really doesn't compare to any of these other center stats except for rebounds. And just because he out-rebounded nearly all of these centers doesn't make him better than them. Lastly, Bill Russell wasn't even a top man on the Celtics when they were on that 11 championship run. The star for that team, in my opinion, was Bob Cozy. He was the one putting up most of the points and assists. Bill Russell also had five other Hall of Famers on that team with him. I'm not saying Bill Russell isn't a great center, because he is. He was phenomenal. I just think the fact that 11 NBA championships doesn't define that he's the best center of all time, because those 11 NBA championships hype him up a lot. I don't think he's better than any of the five people I named, and those were the reasons why I think so. But alright guys, that's the whistle telling me to wrap it up. I hope I convinced you that Bill Russell isn't in the top five centers of all time. If not, let me know why you still think so. This is going to conclude this week's podcast, Loving Basketball, The Great NBA Debates. This is your host, Jalen, signing off. Deuces.